Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue Podcast. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church. And I have Rebecca and Brian around the table with me tonight. How's it going? What up? We had... We had... Yeah, we're back. The crazies. <laughs> You're reunited. Uh, Brian was cheating on you yeah. up there, Becca. I, I cannot believe it. I told you I'm not to tell your her. podcast buddy, Brian. Come on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm sure it was great, though. It was good. Sure Jeremy's just so alluring. <laughs> His beard and all. So oiled, you know? So oiled. <laughs> so well. Oh, we're gonna, yeah. We're going to go back and listen. Shout out, Jeremy. <laughs> Well, hey, how's every how's everything going with the cold November weather? Y'all surviving out there? Trying to. It really is cold. Yeah, barely. Great. Um, actually, before I came here, I was at work and uh, I got stuck at a Best Buy in the parking lot because my battery decided to explode and there was battery oh, acid oh, no. and corrosion everywhere. So my car wouldn't turn on. And so There's I call- corrosion everywhere. Yes. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't either. Corrosion <laughs> but, um, not a good, not a good combo. No, like, no. So I was, filming. uh, I was, so I was stuck in this Best Buy parking lot. I called AAA, um, had them send somebody out and it took them like about an hour to get there. And they said, nice. you know, make sure you're at your car so that you can present your ID. So I couldn't oh, even thanks. go into Best Buy because I was like parked all the way at the end of the parking lot. And so I had to stay in my car. My heater didn't work. So after about five minutes, I was like, it, it it's starting to get a little chilly. You, did you have a coat or anything with you? Uh, your emergency kit for your, your rations? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Not really. Somebody get this man a blanket no, for the back seat. Yeah. No, I remember literally driving in the cold when we were kids. We like, went to Wisconsin to see our grandparents at Christmas. And we would have an emergency kit in our trunk and blankets and stuff in case we got our mom was prepared yeah. yeah so i like was kidding about that but i'm a 25 year old bachelor <laughs> I, I you still, you're not prepared I, every Just time i can carry like a diver. one ingles bag for a week-long trip <laughs> and have everything i need you can pack in five it. minutes as you wake up and yeah you can go to oh, a budget yeah. airline with a backpack yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can feed off of the cold leftover french fries in the mcdonald's bag <laughs> i have literally <laughs> done all of these things <laughs> <laughs> so you're probably wondering what am i listening to right now <laughs> what are what is what is this what am i even listening to right now well you're listening to the doxa dialogue podcast and this is about living life on mission for the glory of god so we do have a lot of fun around here and we're going to have fun tonight because we're talking about a very key topic. If you don't have forgiveness, there's a lot of baggage that comes into life, right? Mm-hmm, so, for sure. Actually, that was a really quick turn, wasn't it? We just really got serious really fast. But this is <laughs> this a heavy is, topic. It yeah. Is. It's so but it's is. so important. So big. I mean, I guarantee you every person listening has been working through some type of forgiveness in their mm-hmm. life. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, as long as we are here on earth, we are going to have people that we have to forgive. Absolutely. That's what we want to talk about tonight. All right. So forgiveness to me is kind of like the nasty medicine that none of us wants to take. 
So we're coming on the beginning of the winter season and it's inevitable that a lot of us are going to get sick if we haven't already. (laughs) So true. And if you have ever had that awful winter cough and gone to the doctor about it, then chances are you've gotten a prescription for that terrible cough syrup, which ironically makes you gag when you take it. Like bubblegum kind? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bubblegum, great flavor. You know, they just they just add insult to injury (laughs) and say it's this. I can still taste it. (laughs) Yeah. Artificial. Yeah. So nasty. And so if you have been wronged by someone, then the word forgiveness might leave a bad taste in your mouth, just like the cough syrup. And you might get that same shuddering feeling when you pour it into that tiny little plastic cup and you know it's like here we go i'm about to have to do this but it's gonna make it's gonna make everything feel better (laughs) but it's just like this (laughs) that's exactly how ben is he's so dramatic when he takes medicine (laughs) it's true though i mean it's it's one of those things where you almost like you know at least christians in the in in that have growing up in the church at least are thinking oh i gotta do this i have to do this so yeah get it over with i'll forgive right right exactly and so i wanted to read today in paul's letter to the colossians he talks to them about putting on the new self because in all reality you know we're, we're, we're born sick and i'm using air quotes here and we need god to change our hearts and help us to realize our beloved identity in him Grace and forgiveness are a part of this change, and this can sometimes be a a really unpleasant experience that we have to go through as Christians. Mm. Um, But I wanted to read Colossians 3, 12 through 17, and it says this. So, put on then God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the lord has forgiven you so you must also forgive Mm. now i wanted to pause here for a second while we're talking about medicine here this verse is kind of a hard pill for me to swallow because paul is basically saying that you know god forgave you he forgave us who are unforgivable and therefore, we need to do the same with everyone else with love and kindness. And I don't know about y'all, but just the thought of showing kindness to some of the people who've wronged me in the past makes me want to gag. <laughs> and for many of us who are Christians, it's it's easy to love God. I mean, it's easy to love Christ. I mean, I can, I can unashamedly say that I love Christ, but it can be the hardest thing in the world to actually feel like we can love someone who has hurt us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially someone who has abused us, mm-hmm. you know, anybody, you know, who's shown us no form of kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So reading on in verse 14, and above all else, Put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, Mm. teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. 
And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I love those verses. Mm-hmm. The thankfulness is that's the really hard part. Yeah. And <laughs> isn't it so beautiful? Yeah. And isn't it so incredible that on a passage about forgiveness, that mm-hmm. it would have so much to say about thankfulness? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, it goes hand in hand, though. You know, I mean, people who are forgiven are thankful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. since we were forgiven first, we have so much to be thankful for. In yeah. Amen. It's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, just reading that, you know, you, you want to ask, so like, like, why is that? You know, what, what does thankfulness really have to do with forgiveness when I'm hurting? Like, how can we, how can we be thankful? And so as I was like thinking about this a couple of years ago, actually, I had a really awesome therapist that I talked to who said something that has stuck with me for a long time. He said, out of all the emotions that we are capable of feeling, gratitude is the only one that is actually proven to bring healing. Mm. Yeah. That's really important. That's to, really true. To oh, yeah. understand that and get mm-hmm. that down. And, yeah. and so this is such a crazy thought, but it makes sense because, I mean, I have people that I'm angry with right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people who have hurt me and have hurt those that I love. And I don't want to forgive them because I mean, I don't feel like they deserve it. I don't feel like they deserve any forgiveness that, you know, I'm able to give. But when I take a step back and I think of everything that I'm grateful for, that's, that's basically turning my eyes and my heart away from my anger and instead turning them towards the grace of God. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's so interesting that you say that because I'm going to bring that out a little bit in my posture too, where basically everything God says in the word, it's just true in life and even Mm -hmm. in our psyche, you know, and in our body even, but, Mm -hmm. um, just how you said that, you know, gratitude actually helps you. But I think that's why the Bible so often says to do everything with thanks, yeah. Yes. Because that's one of the key elements to just being a Christian that sets us apart from. And we get else. that thankfulness. We get that gratitude when we're looking back to Christ who forgave us. Right. Yeah. Which I know we're going to talk more about that, but right. It all works together. Yeah. Cause I mean, we all have family and friends and hopefully a church that loves us. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have a church that loves me and you know, they, I know that they have my back I mean, mm-hmm. I am taken care of and we all are taken mm-hmm. care of by our father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like Paul said, you know, when I dwell on those things, then there eventually becomes no room in my heart for anger. And I mean, I mean, this definitely isn't an overnight process, but it all starts with the desire to forgive and the desire to have God fill all of the space in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is you go on a journey through forgiveness in Christ where he teaches you humility and he teaches you how to approach wholeness in him. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, I mean, oh, this process can take a lifetime. Because, yeah. I mean, because in the end, it's not about whether or not the person who wronged you deserves forgiveness. I mean, none of us do, but, and it's about the call to peace. 
like, like it said in scripture, God wants us to let peace rule over our hearts so that we can love him, so that we can worship him, so we can give thanks to him. And he does not want you to hold on to it forever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can think of it this way. I mean, like, so have you guys ever been out getting groceries and, you know, you, you go and you get them bagged up and you come back home, you open your trunk and then you, you, you try to take literally like all of them in one trip. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. So accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so Your like, arms are I'm pretty much, off. I can tell from family experience, I'm better at Rebecca than this. <laughs> Yo, like, you, he is better. <laughs> not to brag. I've dropped milk and spilled it completely before. <laughs> <laughs> you see like David with like three gallons of milk. Oh, he's good at it. He gets it <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah. He holds I think I've carried in. six milks. <laughs> Actually, I also we drank Starbucks. a lot of milk growing up. Also, Starbucks, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, Starbucks. Maybe too. even eight. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, Who needs to work thing. out when you have to carry milk? <laughs> Strain my pinky with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I seriously have done this so many times, and like halfway to the kitchen, I always regret it because it gets so heavy, and like the plastic from the bag handles like start cutting into my hands. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so it's about to break. Yeah. So somewhere in all of these bags is like a carton of eggs, and if I drop it, it's gonna be a bad time. <laughs> and then when I finally get to the counter, it feels so good and just such a huge relief when I finally get there and I Absolutely. put them down so and I release true. those bags onto the counter. That's <laughs> so true. Good analogy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Noticing a pattern with the analogies. Yeah, Brian's the analogy king. <laughs> you are. But, but, but really, it's because my experiences with forgiveness have been a lot like this, only... And it's like when you're holding on to anger, you don't you don't have a destination or a place to release it without Jesus. Mm-hmm. God is I mean, God is basically your countertop in this scenario. Mm-hmm. The relief only comes when you surrender the baggage. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I, I, I super realize it's easier said than done. Like, don't, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. But I mean, mm-hmm. that's why that first step in forgiveness is so important. Just asking God to show you how to begin to let go Mm. because the grudge, you know, the anger, I mean, it might seem easy in the moment to just stay angry, Mm -hmm. but it's not making you any stronger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That lingering grudge is ultimately acting as a succubus and you better believe that the enemy is going to feed it and use it to tear at your heart Mm. but no matter how strong that anger is god is strong enough to release it not us and forgiveness is just it's a really hard thing to want depending on the circumstances but god gave forgiveness to us in its ultimate form by sending his son to die on a cross. So therefore he calls us to forgive or at least be willing to forgive and then he'll carry us Mm -hmm. the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes maybe the only prayer we can pray is, God, because you said so, I will. Mm -hmm. And once you take that step of faith and ask God to show you how to be released from the anger, you're going to experience freedom. Mm-hmm. even even ever so slightly and the people who you are in the process of actively like forgiving you know they're no longer going to hold any sort of dominion in your mind or your heart because you're going to be ruled by heavenly peace 
I recently listened to a TED talk entitled, Why Forgiveness is Worth It. And it was by a woman named Sarah Montana, whose brother and mother were shot in their home by a teenage neighbor who was caught in the act of a burglary. Oh, man. Just brutal. It's horrible. Sarah Montana, in that TED Talk, identified a very real aspect of forgiveness. Saying you forgive someone is not the same thing as actually doing it. Mm. She told her friends she had already forgiven the murderer. She even said, I forgive you on the national news. But this woman had the unthinkable thing happen to her. It turned her life upside down. And she said something that we could all relate to. There's no faking it till you make it in forgiveness. Mm. Mm -hmm. Even though that's really what our society expects us to do. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about that? Mm -hmm. It's just almost this unwritten expectant code you we put on people well you gotta forgive just forgive like we almost want people to forgive so fast yeah and that that mindset really has even found its way into a christian's mindset unfortunately christians find themselves in the same place in reality it's a lot easier to say you forgive someone than it is to truly forgive someone Mm -hmm. yeah so well, and it's such an ongoing thing. Yeah, because I think one day you can really be in your heart forgiving. The next day, something drums it back up again, and you yeah. have to forgive again. I think it's a constant over and over thing that we have to do. Mm. I think maybe that's partly what people don't always realize. That's a good point. Yeah, you know? yeah, very true. Yeah, sorry, there's never like really actually a time where it's just like it's done. just yeah it's just done like all of a sudden mm-hmm. okay like you permanently okay, I've arrived yes. I mean right. that's a Christian life anyway you know you never yep. <laughs> there's 62 passages in the Bible with the word forgive and then there's 27 times where the Bible has the word forgiveness so Bible talks about this a lot and the funny thing is the Bible always says forgive 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 but it never really gives us this detailed description of how to forgive mm-hmm. necessarily like at first glance it doesn't give us that and you know Sarah Montana even joked in this TED talk I've, I've, I've really got a lot out of that TED talk if you want to look it up but she was like forgiveness is like the Nike of spiritual gifts it's just just do it <laughs> <laughs> and I think starting with how is actually the wrong place to start though when we talk about forgiveness just like most things in life, taking the shortcut to how can cause problems, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's teaching your kid how to behave, you just tell them, do it this way and do it this way. Mm-hmm. If all you're doing is teaching them how to do it and you never explain why you do it, mm-hmm. you're going to run, run into problems down the road. That's so, so true. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, so start with why before you even worry about the how. And let's hold off on the how. Let's let's start with the why. Why forgive? Why do it? Most of us are forgiving for the wrong reasons. Some victims try to forgive right away because they know it's the right thing to do. But if we're honest with ourselves, there's only three reasons a victim forgives automatically right away. One is you think that forgiving quickly will make you a good person. And really, this is an easy mistake to make because it's so embedded in our society. If forgiveness is good, a good person should just forgive right away. And we just go with that. Mm -hmm. The second reason why people just try to forgive automatically without really working through the whole process is victims feel a lot of pressure to forgive from everyone else. Mm 
-hmm. It can come from your friends. It can come from your family, even from the media sometimes, even at times misinterpreting the Bible. Um, you just have this like Christian subculture that presses down Forgive on you. Forgive and forget. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you don't even really accurate. think of the root behind it all. Mm-hmm. But the truth is everyone wants you to forgive quickly so they can feel more comfortable about themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never, it's never wow. fun to be around someone who's, who's unforgiving and, and we all just want that person to get it right so we can all move on. Right. Feel better, you know, even. Yeah. yeah. And it's never a reason uh, there's, it's never a good reason to do something just to please people. So if you're doing things to please people, your motives are usually going to be skewed. And then the third reason why I think victims often just try to forgive automatically with well, without going to the real reason why is you think that forgiveness is a shortcut to healing. Mm-hmm. I definitely like how, Brian, you brought out like gratitude is something mm-hmm. that's healing, and it's definitely a part of the whole forgiveness piece and, and mm-hmm. healing does come through that. But if you just skip to the end of the story and you, and you can bypass all the angry, vulnerable, messy stuff that involves healing and just think you can make a shortcut by, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. You're actually fooling yourself into thinking you're really going to get past it. Cause that's oh, yeah. not true forgiveness mm-hmm. either. So all three of these play a part in just saying you forgive and try to move on you want to be a good person. You probably like pleasing people and not everyone enjoys all the vulnerable, angry, messy, healing stuff. But none of these reasons are strong enough to make forgiveness stick. And if you think about it, it's similar to love. If your motivation is selfish, even a good selfish thing like healing won't really last forever. If that's the only reason why you're trying to say, I forgive you, is just so you can heal yourself. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a deeper root to it than that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So why do it? Why forgive? If it can't fully heal you, if it won't save you or the other person, it can't make you a good person because that's not what forgiveness is designed to do. Why do it? Well, it goes back to the Bible, right? God says to forgive because he forgave you. Mm. Mm -hmm. And what exactly did God do when he forgave you of your sin? If you really think about the aspects of the gospel, when he forgave your sin, God set you free. He set you free from the debt of sin and the bondage of living for your own sinful passions. So think about it this way. Forgiveness is designed to set you free. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think it's a very foundational element to the whole thing. But Romans 8, 1 and 2 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Hmm. So think about this. When you say, I forgive you, if you're truly forgiving, what you're really saying is, I know what you did. It's not okay. But I recognize that you are more than just that. We all make mistakes. And I don't want to hold us, both of us, the the victim and the perpetrator. I don't want to hold us captive to this thing anymore. As I heal, part of that is me not holding this against you and blaming you anymore. Mm -hmm. Like that's like the heart mindset behind true forgiveness. After you say that and you mean that, then it's just you. You've actually set yourself free from the hurt that you faced because you're not continually tying in that Mm -hmm. other person. It's not become your identity. Right. Because it does. Yeah. Well, and I think too, just one thing I was thinking as you were saying all that 
is that ultimately, if you have the wrong motive in forgiving, you just aren't successful. Because mm-hmm. you hear so many stories about people, you know, mm-hmm. trying to forgive their abuser or their accuser or whoever. Mm-hmm. It's literally not possible mm-hmm. just to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's only through Christ anyway. And mm-hmm. I think specifically of a story like Louis Zamperini, the unbroken yeah. story. Yeah. And how until he became a Christian, he went through years and years of, you know, just abusing substances and because there was so much hurt and he was trying to get past it and move past it and he was trying to just forgive to move on but he couldn't yeah and it was only when he found christ that he was able to actually forgive the person that had tortured him yeah and it was just it's just insanely powerful that way so that's just one thing i was thinking of yeah the world's good at giving us ways to to cope that Mm -hmm. actually are more hurtful yeah than you know they do more harm than good. Yeah. Right. And over time they become, right. they can become a whole other thing of bondage. And I think that just the thing to understand is when you don't truly let it go and you hold on to what that person did to you, you've actually, you're, you're letting their sin continually affect mm-hmm. you. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're letting that same thing wreak havoc in your life over and over again. And you're not free until you literally just say it's, it's over mm-hmm. and I'm going to let it go. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be mad at you anymore. Set those grocery bags down. <laughs> exactly. Relieve the pressure off your skin. But our world thinks that getting vengeance is getting freedom. You know, there's been a lot of mm-hmm. entertaining movies and video games that have ba- been made off of that premise. Vengeance. Count of Monte Cristo. It's a good one. In the Avengers. I know, like, right, right. Some, of the, some very entertaining stuff out there. But God says vengeance is mine. Getting back at someone or seeing them suffer an eye for an eye, that does not free you. When you forgive someone, you are freeing yourself because you aren't binding yourself to that hurtful action anymore. Mm -hmm. When we choose vengeance, we're actually, in effect, you could say signing a blood oath to chain our story to our enemies Mm -hmm. for the rest of our time until we forgive them. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness really is the only real path to freedom. So that's why... You forgive. I think that's important to understand that. And now let's talk about the how. If you're looking at forgiveness as letting go of the pain and the hurt that someone else caused you and choosing not to dwell on it or blame them anymore, you have to actually get very specific about exactly what you are forgiving. I think Mm, this is an important thing that people don't talk about. really important. As much? Mm -hmm. Right. Like Get to the roots of what's really we're struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. Because you cannot forgive something that didn't happen to Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. You know, in Jesus' day, the Jews would have understood this much better than I think we do in our culture because it was ingrained into that Judaism. The family can't forgive murderers because they were not killed. They can only forgive the pain, the anguish, the grief that the loss caused them. Mm -hmm. This is a big distinction to make because you have to identify what specifically hurts you compartmentalize your individual damage and let that go. So mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. horrible scenario here, like awful hypothetical, but if your mom abuses your sister, you can't forgive your mom for abusing your sister because she didn't do that to you. You were a victim in another way. You can only forgive her for how sad, how alienated and angry that made mm-hmm. you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, not specifically the abuse piece. Mm-hmm. Most of us never get that specific because we don't, want to think about it that deeply right mm-hmm. we just yeah. we just want to move on mm-hmm. that's like, really true though 
Yeah. It's in doing so we have to relive it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not fun to look at the wounds. Mm-hmm. There's anger involved in that. It's uncomfortable for everyone. Anger really is though a part of that process, I think. And we have mm-hmm. to move past the anger. I mean, especially when you look at Ephesians four. Be angry and do not sin. Mm-hmm. Um, anger you, at the right thing. At the right time, at the mm-hmm. right way. And then it also says, don't let the sun go down upon your mm-hmm. wrath. So like you you allow that anger to kind of reveal what exactly you need to forgive. And that it's a big deal. You know, yeah, exactly. Magnitude of something. Yeah, it kind of plays into um, our episode on anger. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We definitely address this in that episode and... I mean, we could do a whole other episode on it as well. But if you don't forgive, you will always be held back and you can never be fully healed from the pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, a forgiven person will be a forgiver because true forgiveness is freedom. It's freedom to continue living your life on mission for the glory of God. And Colossians 1.14 says that in Christ we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And I love how he ties that in. The, mm-hmm. the forgiveness of sins it's hand in hand with mm-hmm. being bought out of the slavery to sin. Mm-hmm. Redemption is freedom from slavery. So why do you forgive? Because you want to be free. Mm-hmm. And then how do you forgive? You get specific. Don't ask for vague forgiveness. Hey, I'm, mm. I'm sorry about last night. I'm sorry if you were hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry about that. You know, wait, that that's not really getting to the heart of it. And those... You know, sure, some people can brush that off sometimes. Ah, oh, no worries, man. Not a big deal. But like, is what you're you're not really mm-hmm. truly getting past the mm-hmm. specific thing that you did, and it's probably going to come back up unless you own it, mm-hmm. right? Right. Otherwise, you're just putting a blanket on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For sure. I would say it's super. I always tell my kids, like, no, like, say I'm sorry for doing what you did. Like, fill mm-hmm. in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you could even say things like, I'm sorry for. Fill in the blank. I'm sure that made you feel horrible. I want you to know I was wrong and I don't really think that, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not who you are. Like be as specific as you can Mm -hmm. if you're forgiving someone, if you're making an apology, Mm -hmm. if you're making something right. Yeah, because it makes it so much more sincere and, you know, Mm -hmm. know, there's more of a connection there. Exactly. Like, oh, this guy really cares. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, doing that work of really – diving in and getting to roots of things it it is hard and I do want to give that shout out to anyone out there who has some maybe work to do and getting getting into why you're mm-hmm. still hurting over something to really get a release and get freedom through that only comes through Christ mm-hmm. just so you know you know that's again why we walk in community and we're here for you if you're going through yeah. something mm-hmm. like that Great but right um there's really just a good place for diving in doing the work so that you can get freedom absolutely yeah get it all out there and that's when you can truly be free and move on the topic of forgiveness really does hit home to me in my own life right now because i've had some personal things that i've had to walk through the last little while it's just been ongoing Mm. and I was teaching the kids the other day in kids church and we were going through the story of Joseph. Yeah. And I mean, literally you guys, 
I got choked up <laughs> talking <Wow>. to them <laughs> about the story of Joseph and forgiveness because what a beautiful story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the restoration in that story yeah. is really incredible. And I just got to tell the kids, you know, we can only forgive because Jesus forgave us first. And mm, it was that. just so cool to see the light bulbs going on in their own little lives. Yeah. And Beckham was talking about it on Sunday he? afternoon. Yeah. It was yeah. a good, it was a good day. And yeah. so I wanted to start out really by sharing Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. And that says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. Mm. And I love those verses because it doesn't only just point out that example that we've been talking about, uh, you know, Jesus first forgiving us, but it also tells us that exact antidote. You know, you put off mm -hmm. this anger, bitterness, wrath, clamor, evil speaking, all of that, depending on what version you're in. And then you renew your mind through Christ, like we've been talking about, and you mm -hmm. put on forgiveness. You mm -hmm. actually do put it on. And I think one of the biggest struggles, at least for me, is letting go of stuff that you really didn't deserve. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like if you deserved something or you messed up, it's almost easier to just move on from. But if you really didn't, I know I know for me, or if someone lies about me, mm -hmm. it's so hard to not you know, rise up and try to defend myself and, you know, all of that. I'm a huge fixer, so that really, you know, kills me. Mm -hmm. um, but I know in my own life, I've had to have some examples of God actually, you know, just fighting for me and, and believing that he is going to restore stuff someday, you know, yeah, in his yeah. timetable, that, that might be eternity, but he's the one that that's his, that's his job, not mine. Um, but I think so many times, you know, things that we have to forgive aren't cut and dry, you mm. know? And I, I think this is what I've really had to work through in my own life. A pastor of mine once used to say that you have to have a posture of forgiveness. And that means that while you can't go both ways for someone, mm -hmm. you can't make your relationship right again necessarily if someone isn't willing to go mm -hmm. towards you at all. But you can have your arms open. Mm -hmm. You can be ready to instantly forgive them the second they move towards you to make things right at all. Mm -hmm. And I think we probably have a lot of people listening out there who have things like this, like relationships or just past hurts that you can do the work that we were talking about in your own life to do the forgiveness in your heart and you can mm -hmm. get the freedom. But what if you can't fix it? All the way? A lot of times you are yeah. truly forgiving them in your heart because they right. haven't actually repented. Right. Because true forgiveness that that whole process of restoration doesn't really happen unless the other person moves forward exactly too. it can't you so, know it's not yeah. it's not possible so i think that is one thing that is really interesting to me because really then we're going into really bitterness and anger yeah um which is a result of not letting something go or not forgiving something and this is interesting to me because even in psychology, even non-biblical sources really back up the fact that 
um, this ability to forgive actually has effects on your life, your quality of life. Mm-hmm. You know, carrying hurt or anger from an offense actually leads your body to release stress hormones um, mm-hmm. such as adrenaline and cortisol. And that affects even your life expectancy, which is mm-hmm. another interesting thing that, you know, the Bible even says things about, you know, your life will be long if you right. obey and do this, you know, honor. And it's just true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so... I have a quote here by a Stephen Diamond. He's a PhD. He defines bitterness as a chronic and pervasive state of smoldering resentment. Mm -hmm. And he says this is one of the most destructive and toxic of human emotions. So on the flip side of gratitude, (laughs) there's this. Smoldering is a good word for that, honestly. Like it's just kind of like there. It's always slowly burning away. Burning underneath. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how even when you've become victimized, nursing a wrong can become really your identity, your new identity, and even take hold of your personality mm. and literally can change you. And so you become a victim mm-hmm. really of yourself, not anyone else but you. Mm. And I think that's so accurate. I mean, how many of us know someone that literally something happened in their life and it literally just changed who they were because of their, you know, response. Yeah. 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 It's like, if you, like what we referenced earlier, if, if you're a victim and someone sinned against you, they did something horrible to you and you continually hold on to that and you make that almost part of who your, what your story is, Mm -hmm. you're allowing their sin to have continually effect continual mm-hmm. effects on mm-hmm. you keep re-victimizing you really right right and i mean it's it's one of those things where you have to realize the way i get free from this mm-hmm. and break free from allowing that sin to still affect me is to forgive them mm-hmm. and to let that go in that sense yeah that's that's so yeah. big and you know it really is easy to fall into this trap you know of obsessing even righteously about our you know injuries and I think sometimes this makes people feel superior, you know, Mm -hmm. it makes them feel morally correct, you know? And I really think that's the nail on the head right there is that rather than healing, you're instead kind of becoming addicted to numbing it through a painkiller. And that real irony of that situation is that painkiller, which would be your anger. Um, it, it has to be allowed to expire. Um, so when you decide to forgive, you really are thinking of your own welfare and that is at stake. And um, and again, like David was saying, that can't be the only source of motivation, but mm-hmm. it is a result. It is a result of freedom, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have to have the right motivation through Christ, but it really your anger we don't want it to mature into bitterness we don't want that to happen so yeah i'm gonna stop right there because i don't want to turn this into the bitterness podcast (laughs) (laughs) but i will say that there's a really good desiring god article that i was reading about um it was called what is a root of bitterness and really good one to glance at because they kind of go into the hebrew passages on that and what the root of it really means and it's really self-righteousness so the aim of Hebrews is really to cure Christians of that presumption and, you know, that I'm okay, really, Hmm. and to cultivate that earnest perseverance of faith and holiness, 
So at least four times, it warns us to not neglect our great salvation, but be vigilant to fight the fight of faith every day, Hmm. lest we become hardened and fall away and prove that we had no share in Christ. And that's, this is the thing I want to end on actually, because that share in Christ, this is the same principle that we see in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, Those words, if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But Mm -hmm. if you do not, you know, neither will he. Mm -hmm. That's a really confusing passage. Yeah. And I think it's in looking at forgiveness, I don't think it's one we can miss because yeah. what does that mean? And John Piper says, if, and I love this quote, guys, if the forgiveness we received at the cost of the blood of Jesus Christ is so ineffective in our hearts that we are bent on holding unforgiving grudges and bitterness against someone, we are not saved. Mm-hmm. We don't cherish this forgiveness. We don't embrace and treasure this forgiveness. We're hypocrites. Hmm. We haven't ever felt the piercing, joyful wonder that God paid the life of his son. Hmm. And I think that is what it means is if you are a believer, if that, if the gospel has changed your life radically, mm-hmm. you forgive. Mm-hmm. You know, fish swim, Christians forgive, yeah. you know? And so that really comes full circle again on on meditating and and gazing on just the beauty of Jesus' example. This is big because, yeah, the forgive and forgive. And if you're having a problem, a really, really hard time forgiving someone, stop. Think about the fact that Jesus forgave you. And if that still doesn't move you, if you're still not moved at that point, mm-hmm. be like, all right. I deserve mm-hmm. hell and I'm not getting that. I'm getting grace. Mm-hmm that doesn't budge you like you actually need to examine your heart there that's right. just what the bible it's what says it's saying yeah and it doesn't mean it's easy it does right. it's not making it trite it's just literally understanding mm. the gospel in its fullness and in its beauty and a lot of times when we have people in relationships that are doing horrible things they're not sorry about it they're mm-hmm. not they're not willing to forgive at all I mean, this is a heartbreaking thing, but they're revealing something about their hearts Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and is all we can do is pray for them. Mm -hmm, Uh, You know, like it's, this is real. Like this is serious. If if they can't forgive, if they're having a really big problem. There's something going on. Yeah. 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 And so that's really what I wanted to kind of end on is just really letting that truth transform our lives and really the gospel at work in our lives on a daily basis. And that means, you know, that, that looking at the gospel is why you're even able to forgive small things and Mm -hmm. be like, you have worth and value because Jesus Christ loved and died for you. Mm -hmm. I forgive you. I'm not going to hold you in my debt. You're forgiven. Well, thank you for listening to this conversation. And we fully realize that there's a lot more to be said here. And some of you may need to have an individual conversation with us about this. And if you would like to talk about your struggle to forgive someone or just have questions about forgiveness, please reach out Mm -hmm. to us. You can find us a lot of different ways. Info at doxaupstate.church is our email address. You can shoot us a message at 
doxa underscore dialogue on Instagram. And we would love to hear back from you. Uh, also, please, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a rating, um, like us, subscribe. That actually does help us um, the way this the algorithms work. If we have more ratings, we have more comments, we'll be bumped up on the charts. So if you're liking this content, if you're enjoying this, getting something out of it and want other people to do that, please just leave us a review. Mm-hmm. We greatly appreciate We love that. the feedback. It's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And if there's some things that we're really doing that annoys you, please forgive us. <laughs> let us know and we'll make it better. That would be great too. Absolutely. <laughs> but we'll do it again. Thanks for listening. You are loved.